And it was me doing energy stuff on the cover of LA Times 20 years ago, wow. talking about this then. And the person who, she's done some of our branding in the past, she's like, where is this from? I have never seen this. And I was like, oh yeah, I've been featured in all kinds of things. Yep. Long before it was cool because then there was no Wi-Fi. Today there's Wi-Fi. Mm. Wi-Fi is a great or helpful aspect of understanding energy that we don't see. Today's guest is Siobhan Moran. Siobhan is a business advisor, master coach, energy thought leader, and the founder of Energetic Solutions. She has worked with 15,000 entrepreneurs. And in doing so, Siobhan has been able to combine her corporate experience, rapid growth expertise, and her unique approach using energetic techniques and principles to help innovate small businesses into big conglomerates. So today's show, I'm going to invite you to be curious, to welcome in something that might not be a familiar concept to you. It might be something you might even roll your eyes at. But today with my guest, Siobhan, we're going to talk about energetic alignment. And I thought this would be helpful to share with listeners because it involves an aspect of our being, of our knowing, that isn't necessarily mainstream. So enjoy the conversation. See what you find interesting. And hey, maybe there's something for you that can help you on your leadership journey. Welcome to Evolve, a new era of leadership a podcast for real leaders to join real conversations with business experts, practitioners, thought leaders, and change makers who integrate head, heart, and body in all they do, who commit to compassion and curiosity, who commit to radical self-leadership in their quest to understand others better too. Because the only way to deliver real results is to understand what it takes to lead real human beings. This is a new era of leadership. I'm Carolyn Suara, and this is Evolve, a new era of leadership. Hello, Evolve listeners. Welcome to another episode of Evolve, a new era in leadership. Today's guest is joining us from the other side of the country, the West Coast, and I'm really happy to invite Siobhan Moran to the show. Hi, Siobhan. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm awesome. Well, to be I'm, here. I'm excited to have you on the program because you've been doing some pretty deep, meaningful work with people, leaders in particular, and I would love to hear more about your work and share with the listeners around the importance of this aspect of, of self-awareness and, and how you approach it and, you know, just hear a few of your stories and insights. So that's where I was hoping we could go today. How does that sound? Sure. I love it. Favorite All right. topic. All right. <laughs> One of them. Yeah. One of them. So why don't we just hear a little bit about how you approach leadership development and your sort of unique way and, and how you work with people? 
So we just came back from the mastermind that I host a couple of times a year. And one of the things that I think everybody was surprised about, which surprised me, I think, is that we have a couple of different circles that we live and breathe and exist from. And we often think of it as one great big ball. Everything happens in that one big ball. And the truth of it is, is you have some really interesting things that you can work on for yourself, but you have to know where one, you're going, and two, a little distinction about that ball. So if you were to look at, say, like a golf ball, there are many layers to a golf ball. And so there's the core, which we never get to, but, you know, you peel one off and you can kind of see what's underneath. Yep. And as a leader, we tend to look at us being the cause and the effect being shown and demonstrated by the person opposite of us. But if we were to think of that cause and effect in a very different way, we'd become better leaders. Meaning if we were to be the cause of a better way of communicating from a kinder perspective, we can probably get a message across in a way that is felt like a reverberation on the other side of the world. Example, somebody sends you a text and they're very short and brief and it's just like, hey, that's rude or hey, that's not cool or hey, but there's no context around it. And the energy feels like the piercing arrow. Mm. And as leaders, most people tend to do that piercing arrow, even though that's not what they really meant to do. They had a lot of other things around it. And so I teach and talk and share with people how to put what I say, the Southern drawl on things. Meaning uh, I lived in the South for a hot minute. And I remember... I went there to not work after this big trauma in my life. And I went there not to work and I ended up running a museum. And it's like, boy, of course, but of course I did. But the Southern ladies were so direct and how they said something was kind of like this. They were mad and they'd say, I cannot stand you. And you feel like you've been loved all over, but you've just been totally dissed. Mm. And I love to teach people how to speak from that, how to write from that, how to lead from that, how to manage from that, and how to grow a business from that. And so is that, I have a few questions. How does that relate back to the ball? You were talking about that ball analogy. So Mm -hmm. is it sort of getting to the core of what the ball is made of? So generally, we are getting to the core if we're trying to just go direct and like get it across, right? We're getting to the core, but there's no outer layer. There has to be outer layers. I got it. There has to be. I got it. And so do you use the word authenticity then with that work? Like how does that, because I don't see it anywhere in your work. So can you expand a little bit on... I don't want to say why you're not choosing that word authenticity, but how do you describe it? I know, you know, you talk a little bit about energetic alignment and and a real sense of this untouchable force that really does help us lead better. I'm really curious to hear more about that. Yeah. So anything can wonderfully shift in your world if you learn to deal with the energy before you deal with the communication. 
And mm. so I always say people, the reason I don't use authenticity is because even if you're being direct and you're being hard and harsh, you're authentically you. Mm. If you're being soft and fluffy and wonderful, you're always authentically you, period. Mm. So I don't think that there's a show up with authenticity. I believe that you can show up to the better and higher version of yourself in a way if you learn how the energy is going to impact another. So there's a statistic that says your presence is felt, your conversation is felt, you are felt five milliseconds before you even walk in the door. Mm. And the truth is that's all energy. Yep. Um, that's how those little spidey senses come or you think somebody's going to call. That is that layer. And if we take that out into our way of communicating, our and it's not just heartfelt because we can still be nasty and heartfelt. Yep. <laughs> it's our energetic way of communicating so that it lands better and that the result gets achieved much more really and actually without as many curves and obstacles. And so that's why I speak from the energy first. So if you are sitting there and you're having an argument or having a heated discussion about a topic over here on another call, and you don't spend a moment dealing with your energy before you hop on the next one, you're just polluting that energy into the next call, into the next conversation, and you will probably lose the deal. Yeah. And yeah. it happens everywhere where we lose something and we say, but I did everything the way I know. I did it exactly right. But what was happening in all of this before factor and is going to affect the after effect? Yeah. What comes up for me is in my work, I talk about three centers of intelligence, head, heart, and body. And when I hear you say, when people are saying, yes, I did it all, I hear cognitive, I checked all the boxes off, all the things that cognitively I should be doing and like feeling in my heart. And I did have that relationship. I love what you're talking about because it's this like other layer of our body, our senses, this glorious machine that we have here that cannot be explained. Everything can't be explained by, you know, cognition or even by emotion. And so, you know, this notion of energy and how we bring it into all that we do is not something a lot of people talk about or believe in, is it? No, it isn't. And we were hosting the the mastermind this weekend and we had a little flood in the corner because of the rain. It's been inordinately raining here. Mm. And there was something stuck way in the back when I was featured on the Comfort Valley Times. And it was 20 years ago. And it was me doing energy stuff on the cover of LA Times 20 years ago. talking about this then. And the person who uh, she's done some of our branding in the past, she's like, where is this from? I have never seen this. And I was like, oh yeah, I've been featured in all kinds of things long before it was cool because then there was no Wi-Fi. Today there's Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi is a great understander, helpful aspect of understanding energy that we don't see. Yeah, Our hearts are our second most amazing machines. Our brains are first most amazing machines. But here's this other cool thing. And I knew this long ago, because my husband was just like, hey, we're a block and a half away. You forgot to turn the alarm on in the car, put it up to your head and be beep it and see what happens. And I was like, it's not going to work. It doesn't work. 
And I did that and I heard the car and I thought, no kidding, our brains are electrical. That's wow. exactly what I thought. I just didn't know how to prove it. And that proved it. Wow. So you said you've been doing this work for over 20 years in terms of energetic alignment and how it can help you grow your business and perform and lead and all of that stuff. What's happened over the past five, 10 years that has opened up more awareness, more acceptance to this sort of notion? Mm, I led the path. I killed the really good road. But here's the challenge that has occurred. Meditation got cool. Yoga got cool, cooler. Yeah. Uh, mindset became a thing. And it's like, okay, yeah, they got the word wrong, but that's okay. At least it's better. They're moving in the right direction. But most importantly, everything that was a concept of we could talk to somebody on a camera on the other side of the world in a completely wireless environment is the thing that became real. And so that's when the whole genesis of all of these subtle things that have been taught for thousands of years, yep. rarely talked about out in the open. I just brought it out in the open really fast and really loud. That's when things really shifted, when we'd have a cell tower and we could talk about invisible wires. Before that, there was this thing called string theory that physicists were talking about. We're one and connected with all. That made sort of sense, but our brains were like, that doesn't make any sense at all. Mm. Now that we have this wireless environment, the obvious nature of, oh, we are one and connected with all. We can sense and feel an energy. And there have been a few people like me who've been doing it a long time, and I have not stopped. I've mm -hmm. just not stopped. I'm just not going to stop. Because as it's gotten more crowded, it's actually gotten more watered down and the message has gotten a kind of muddied. Right. So it was kind of easier before when I could actually go and talk to a CEO of a corporation and talk about this. Now the CEO of the corporation is like, oh yeah, I do mindset work. It's like, no, this isn't it. Mm. Oh, oh no, I've done a journey. No, that's not it. Let's talk about how you run your organization with a different energy so it becomes more and you achieve more and you do less in mm. a very different way. And so can you share a little bit about maybe a client uh, and specifically like somebody in a corporate leadership world where, again, this kind of stuff might be like, oh, what are you talking about? This isn't going to help me do my job better. What are some of the, I'll say, gates or stages that help leaders like that let in some new ideas like well, not new, but newer for them, ideas to help them perform and just be better at their job and be better at life. They've hit a wall and they've hit the wall again and again and again. I'll tell two stories, okay. better to share story. Yeah. So when I started pronouncing this from every mountaintop that I could, I was actually helping to build a pharmaceutical company. Okay. Polar opposite in reality. Yep. <laughs> Pretty dang polar opposite. But I would go and, you know, we were building this company and the pharma industry is known for its hard parties and, you know, pretty yeah. intense. I spent 17 years in pharma myself. There yeah. you go. So, you know, <laughs> that it's pretty dysfunctional <laughs> times a hundred. Yeah. And invariably all of the guys, not many women, when I was doing it, all of the guys would come up to me and be like, 
hey, what's that wavy thing that you do that's going to make me feel better? I need to do a presentation to something, something. They're like, I don't care. I just want to feel better. I need X. Can you do that wavy thing? And it became a thing. Really? People would actually come to me and they'd be like, hey, can you do that wavy thing? Can you fix that thing? And so all they knew is they felt better and they got a result. They didn't care what the frig it was. What were you doing? Like an I have a technology. Okay. I was using a technology that at the time I was waving my hands, but yep. to get everybody to understand a little bit yep. what I was doing. But I don't do that. So I was helping them solve an energetic distortion in their body, their mind, and where they were going and really get them dialed in. And they would close more deals. And so, of course they'd be like, I want to talk to Siobhan. I got to go right. talk to Siobhan. Siobhan has her magic thing. And so that was one. And then I'll tell you of, of a fairly recent client who has a, I think they have 4,000 employees that I'm working with the CEO. And he's like, I've hit the wall on this thing with my health again and again. It's not big where I'm in trouble, but it's enough where I want to solve it. And we're about to sell this. And I really need to know where I need to shore things up. And I said, okay, Mm. you have to be aware that we're going to reveal some things that you're going to be shocked about. Right. And within the first three conversations, I said, I want to go over here. And he said, but it's over here. And I said, no, I think I can see that it's over here. I was like, we're going over here. We're going and doing this. Let's talk about this guy. Let's talk about this realm. Let's talk about this space. Well, Turns out the two guys, the lead, the head of the division of this, that was head by this one guy, he was a wreck for past 10 years. Nobody could have seen it. Nobody could have seen it. You were sensing this energy. Like when you said, let's go over here, like you were sensing something different. Like So let's change the word sensing to, I have this cool thing that I can do that I can see into a problem, a business, a body a financial statement, any of those things, kind of like a hyper 3D MRI. And I can see inside that. And so I can see those things. And I said, no, we have a problem here. So I said, just start poking around over here. Just ask a few questions. Ask these three questions. And part of it is the energy and part of it is the phraseology of the question to see and get that thing to reveal itself. Well, it started revealing itself really fast. He had to be gone in 30 days. Wow. And then I said, okay, there's another one. He says, is there anything else? And I said, yeah, there's another one. Yep. <laughs> I said, I'm not going to collapse the thing. We're going to fix it and rebuild it and fix it and rebuild. So we found two other areas. Now, the cool thing about what has happened is as we've solved that problem with that guy and all of the 10 years of problems that he saw, he fostered, because we had to really move fast to solve 10 years of problems with like mm-hmm. nobody's business. And they've had, in the 15 years they've been in business, they've had the best quarter ever. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Is this what you would call like energetic alignment? Yeah, because I got him into alignment with something he couldn't have seen. Nobody right. could have seen. It's something that would have been passed down to the company who bought them and would have really blow back on them. And then some other things inside of that. It's like layer, layer, layer. And so he was out of alignment with where we were going 
and where he wanted to go. And what we did is we got him into alignment, solve those things, got him into alignment, solve those things, got him into alignment, solve those things. Mm. Yeah. I know when I started doing a bit of energy work and understanding the subtle body and sort of energy fields and that it really opened my eyes to a whole other world. How do you support people who come to you who maybe are a little bit skeptical or how do you ground people or what causes them to believe in something they can't necessarily see? They've seen somebody else have a result that doesn't make sense to them. They're like, I want that. And generally when people meet me, this is weird, but when people meet me and for the entire time I've been doing this, when people meet me, they're like, you have something, that's Mm. something. I want that something because there's nobody who can see or know, or you know, nobody has this level of skill in this unique way. Mm-hmm. There are other ways you can go around it and you can take longer. And yeah, maybe eventually you'll get there, but I'm going to get you there hyper fast. Yeah. And it's just like, you either want that or you want to keep doing what you're doing. And I always say it's a soul knowing. It's just like that guy that I was talking about, he said, you're doing something. You're just doing something. You speak in a way that nobody else speaks. I think you can get to the heart of this problem. Mm. Or you like that you can get to the heart of this problem. Yeah. And a lot of people teach the way that they got there and they teach from how they did it. I don't teach from that at all. What do I you teach from how we're going to take you as your unique individual self and get you to your result for the results that are there for you. I'm going to take my trillions of tools that I have and I'm going to say, okay, great. Yeah, let's use this one in this place and then do this. And then we'll set up this sequence. And so that's unique to each individual's energy and imprint and desire and goal and mission. Wow. Wow. Are there any resources or other tools that people could read more about the science and like what is happening with this energy work? Because I know it exists. I'm just, I'm curious if there's anything you could point to to just open people's minds to using this type of insight in making them a better leader. Sure. I mean, I've written 17 books. I have 20 audios. I have a school for this. Okay. But the fact of the matter is that's cool. And those are amazing. But the truth of it is, is you are an innate, unique person who wants to either play in the intellect, who really is going to do what their heart and soul are like, yeah, that. And the intellect will take you longer, Mm. for sure. And it will take you this, and it will do this. And I like this. I Mm. like to teach you to go this. Right. In a circle, (laughs) just so people can see she put doing her finger uh, in a circle. I'm doing what I call an upward trending cycle. Upward trending. Upward trending. And if you have a down moment, that's fine. I'm going to give you a tool, show you a tool to get you in the up. Really fast. You're not going to stay there fast at all. If you like your drama, that's fine. Most people like to have the science behind it, but I'm going to say this. We can science ourselves to death or life. (laughs) There's MRI machines out there that sort of kind of do what I said I just do for a body, but there are MRI machines that do that. There are assessments. There's all kinds of science that say yes, say no. 
at the core of it, we are the most amazing science experiment ever. Yeah. And we have true knowing if we can allow our intellect to just take a seat for a second and really just hang on to that initial yes, that's when freaking magic happens. You can see this with Elon Musk. He's the intellect guy, intellect, intellect. But at the end of the day, he puts it in the side seat and says, we're going. Yeah. Right. Uh, Richard Branson, another one, very intellect, intellect, and puts it in side seat and says, I'm going. What's the difference between that and intuition? Intuition is kind of more of a sensing kind of thing. And it's kind of the knowledge base Mm -hmm. of all of your past, meaning the good, the bad, the ugly. I have a lot of people, you know, who say, oh, my intuition says I shouldn't do it. Well, your intuition actually would never say you shouldn't do anything. Mm. Your intuition will never direct you away from something. And so we actually have to learn the truth of what our greatest intuition is which Hmm. is that truest knowing, that truest self, putting the intellect over here. Right, right. And Siobhan, when people come to your, what kind of programs do you offer? Like, is it one-on-one coaching? You said mastermind. I'm guessing that's like a weekend retreat type thing. Yeah, so we have one-on-one for people who really want to blend these together. What I say, they want to blend the physical, the mental, emotional, spiritual, relational, financial. Like that guy I was talking about. Right. The physical thing. He wanted to deal with his relationship stuff with his kids. You know, he wanted to deal with the financial. So he wanted all six. And I'm like, okay, that's the right one. The mastermind thing, it's for lack of a better word, it's really me teaching people how to utilize the energetics of them to work on their business without working in their business, to work on their business in a very unique way. So Mm. mastermind, we'll say. It's a short weekend, intense. As everyone says, when they go through it, they're like, oh my God, that's 14 years. And then I do small, we have an eight week program right now where we talk about a unique version of prosperity that I talk about eight weeks. I've never done this kind of stuff before. I'm, it's important more than ever now. I have audios. I do VIP days where I take in, I whiteboard the entire where somebody is, where we're going and the things they need to do in order to sort out their steps and their energy and their processes, et cetera. Yeah. So those are a couple of ways. And what would be the type of leader who is ready? How would you describe the ideal client who's ready to do work with you? What are some of the things that you would describe about them? They've tried a bunch of things. They have a spidey sense. I that We're just going to use those two words. It's good enough. Uh, they have a spidey sense that there's something more for them. That's one. They've hit a wall again and again Mm -hmm. and again, and nothing's really moving or shifting enough. Right. right? They know that they have something big to deliver, but they don't quite know how to get it there. They don't know the steps. Uh, We have somebody who is a brand spanking new entrepreneur, and they have this app idea that's super cool. And I'm like, okay, well, we have steps, right? Hmm. And we have energy things in order to make sure you're on target. They have a spouse that has has dipped into this realm and the spouse says, you need to do something over here. Mm. They've done a lot of therapy. I mean, they've worked on themselves with therapy. Right. Therapy helps you know a little bit about yourself. Yeah. It helps you understand self. So it's helpful to understand self. Although I will say one of my greatest successes hadn't done therapy. And he was just like, I'm just going to do everything you say, because every time you tell me to do something and I do it, it I get this massive result. Yeah. 
And how do they sustain it? So like once they've done work with you, how does that continue? How does it stay with them for the duration of their like time after Mm. being with you? Yeah. So they'll use, because of the way I create the tools or I modify the tools in the toolbox for each individual, they'll stay with them because it's such a unique perspective of who that individual is. Say it's you and there's something we craft just for you. It will be like, but of course that's mine. But of Mm -hmm. course I would have always been doing this. And it's just such an innate part of who you are. So it just kind of ends up staying with you then. It's not like finding a new habit and trying to fit it into your day. It just sort of, we're back to that sort of like spiraling up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Wonderful. Yeah. As you use the tool and you see the result, tool, result, tool, result, tool, result. It's just like, oh yeah. Why wouldn't I do that? Yeah. So as we close off Siobhan, what would be advice that you would give to leaders of today? who are trying to navigate through the complexity, the ambiguous nature of their roles, the volatility, all of that, like that uncertainty, what advice would you give them based on what you know and what you teach? I would say if you're willing to go and break something about yourself into a new way, now's the time. Mm. Wow. That's a nice invitation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, break in a good way because break yeah. doesn't always mean bad. It often means yep. in a really good way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And where could our listeners reach out to you? Where could they find you? Yeah, go to SiobhanMoran.com, S-H-E-E-V-A-U-N-M-O-R-A-N.com. There's tons of resources. If you feel like you want to know more and you just want to have a conversation, I actually get on the phone and have that conversation. Wow, old school, getting on the phone. I'm I'm very protective of anybody who says yes, because I know it takes so much courage to say yes. Mm, Wow. And we'll make sure that we include all of that in the show notes. And your books, you said you've written several books and you have some audios. I take it those are on the website as well. Yeah, just go to the shop store, I think it is, or buy store, something like that. And all of that will come up and you can choose from all kinds of cool things. I always say, how to choose those things is to look at the cover or the color without reading it and be say that. And that's exactly what you need. All right. <laughs> cool. Very good. I close off all my podcasts by asking three questions. These are three questions of an evolved leader. Are you up for those three? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So the first question has to do with self-awareness and hearing about a time where you learned a whole lot about yourself that could have been really uncomfortable, but, you know, just a moment where you learned a lot about yourself, a moment of self-awareness. I was laying on the emergency room table. I was being told I had four hours to live if I didn't take an injection. Found out at that moment, I didn't believe in drugs, even though I was building a pharma company. I realized at that moment that I wasn't here to die. I wasn't left here to die that I'd better do something about this. And as soon as they gave me the injection, I was going to go home and heal myself. That was a big realization. I didn't even know what, I didn't even what heal myself meant. I was building businesses. So I went home and I did it and I don't take drugs. (laughs) I haven't since then. And yeah, I use all this cool stuff to help others. Wow. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Second question. So this is around self-regulation and really helping our bodies find a regulated state. So what ritual or practice do you use to stay calm or to return yourself to a state of calmness? 
I'm going to tell an interesting piece of when I was in college, I remember doing something I shouldn't have done. And I could hear and feel the blood in my ears. And I oh, thought, wow. oh, this is telling me everything I need to know. My little epiphany, I thought, oh, I need to calm my blood down. Well, now we know it's adrenaline, right? Mm. <laughs> but at the time I called it, I need to calm my blood down. I learned how to do this thing. I call it rhythmic breathing. And, you know, there are kinds of schools of thoughts on it, but I just did it on my own and found one way. And that's amazing. I teach that. And then, uh, of course, I meditate. And, mm. You know, I'll do if it's too much, then I'll do isolation or, you know, go for a walk, swim, any of those things. Yeah. Mm. Oh, so swimming. So is it being in water? Is it like, there's something about the ions of the water that dysregulate the hyperness for sure. Wow. Cool. Yeah. And then last but not least, what is a song or genre of music that makes you feel connected to something bigger than yourself? I'm going to say reggae only because I went to town yesterday or the, uh, when I was doing the mastermind on reggae, only because something came on about walking on sunshine and doing all these amazing things and it's been raining here. I thought, yeah, it's reggae. Yeah. And then I started listening to the lyrics of several of the artists much more deeply. And I thought, yeah, you know, that's not reggae. That's soul. That's heart. That's mm -hmm. creator. That's juicy. Yeah. And it's upbeat always. There's not really a negative thought in it. How can you, how can you say anything wrong with that? Yeah. I think music just speaks to our soul and whatever place it might be in. So yeah. Thank you so much for sharing those yeah. insights, Siobhan. And thank you for joining me on the show today. It's been really, really interesting. And I really encourage anyone listening out there to be curious, be open and check out some of Siobhan's work and see what door might open for you with your leadership. Thank yeah. you. Thanks so much, Siobhan. And thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. So how did you find it? Talking about energy and energetic alignment. I know this isn't necessarily something you've heard of before when it comes to leadership. And I know it might seem a little bit different than what you were expecting. But my hope in bringing Siobhan's work to this podcast is to invite you into curiosity. To invite you into exploring and considering something that doesn't necessarily have to make cognitive sense. Siobhan's work has been seen across many platforms, TV, CBS, ABC, in articles through Forbes, NPR, Wall Street Journal, Huffington Post, LA Times. Perhaps there's something you heard in that conversation that resonated with you. And if there is, then go with it. See where that thread takes you. Whatever the case is, however this content landed with you, I hope that it gave you a sense of curiosity. And we all know that when it comes to leadership, curiosity will take us much further than judgment. Thank you for listening. As always, I really appreciate how you are embracing this work. Please consider subscribing and writing a review on whatever platform you're listening. It really, really will help. Thanks so much.